Welcome to the World Wide Web, where your dreams and nightmares come true simultaneously. And sometimes you meet a stranger, and that stranger becomes a friend. Here is the first time I'm talking to uh, Miss Pizza Witch, aka Courtney. Um, she's made a deck that is based on symbols that she uses in her everyday experience, and she explains her process through this interview. And it's always exciting, you know, there's so many ways to, to, to contribute to divination or like conversations with friends or processing or, you know, it, all the symbols are available to us and it creates this like big patchwork ransom note of a poem about your life. And I really like this idea because it's so funky. <laughs> um, okay, so here without further ado pizza witch hi hello hi hey this is courtney hey courtney courtney pizza witch yeah <laughs> they call you on the street uh, <laughs> of course <laughs> you know, uh, how are you how was your concert it was good it was like so weird because i'm like not a morning person at all but it was this thing, like a promo for Captain Marvel, but L7 was playing, and I love them. Oh, cool. So, yeah. It was funny. It was like 90s throwback, like Bush played. What? I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where was that? Power Records in LA. Oh, shit. That's amazing. Are you in? Yeah, in like you, West Hollywood. Do you live in LA? Yeah. You live in L.A., right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I just moved here from Oakland in November. For some reason, I thought you were in the Bay. Just like, I mean, my not-so-intense scan over your Instagram post. (laughs) Yeah, until recently. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I feel like we have some mutual friends, too, who are, like, Bay Area people. Yeah, I think that's how I I saw you, like... um, I saw a post, someone posted your deck, and I was like, I love her. What is this deck? And then I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm in it. I love it. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, looking over your stuff, too, and was like, damn, how did we never meet? But I guess we were in different Maybe we did, to be honest. <laughs> like, I have a huge blind spot due to marijuana and alcohol for, like, a lot of my time in the Bay. I'm like, I met a lot of people. I don't know. But, um, we could have met. Um, but now, I mean, now we can meet again. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the great wheel in the sky has turned, and a lot of people have moved to the Bay. I mean, moved from the Bay to L.A. And it's kind of amazing. And I feel like when I came here, I felt like it emptied me out and reset me and made everything it was like I don't know this is a weird metaphor but have you ever like cleaned out your makeup bag or something where it's like all the dust gets checked out and you throw a bunch of weird shit away and then you just have your favorite things you couldn't see before like that's kind of how I feel about LA in my life (laughs) yeah I love it how long have you been here um almost two years okay Courtney, I have a confession to make. Um, so for my podcast, um, the quality that I was doing through the app, I didn't like very much. So I, I installed an app on my phone that records phone calls. Um, cool. But <laughs> it doesn't have like an on or off setting. So I just do in my practice, like I just go through at the end of the day, if I've made any calls and like delete whatever calls. Um, I don't even really listen to my interviews on my podcast. So, but I have to tell you because I feel like we're already having a good conversation. Um, but I'm like, usually I what I do is like check in with somebody, especially if I don't know them, and like feel like fill it out and be like, okay, what do you want to talk about? Like, blah blah blah. But I mean, we can just go from here too because it's already been recorded. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm down to wing it. <laughs> I'm like so bad at this shit, but I'm trying to get better. Um, just because I'm like, you know, I'm not really like the phone person. I'm like, I hate like doing any sort of interview, but I like, 
kind of have to do them more and more for work. So I'm like, I should just like get used to it and say yes every time there's like a thing like this. So. Yeah, totally. Are you, um, what's your main, what's your main work thing? I work in film. Um, I have a twin and we production design together and then we like write and direct together. Hey, um, what kind of project? Yeah, so we do like mostly horror stuff, but like, um, Using that term loosely, like sometimes it's more like thrillery, and sometimes it's barely horror at all. But like we really like, um, you know, like mostly like female-driven or like you know genre shit that's like different and interesting and from different perspectives. Okay, so, sounds good. Um, yeah, what, can I can I see any of your movies? Are they like online or anything? Yeah, actually. Well, I feel like a bunch of them are about to come out, which is really exciting. A bunch? Like, At once? Yeah. Like a litter of puppies? Yeah. Or kittens? Or movies, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of feel yeah. you on that. Like, I feel like I'm working on, like, a bunch of things simultaneously for several years, and then they're starting to come out, which makes it seem like I'm just doing it right now, but it's just taking so long. <laughs> Yeah, what's your main main gig? I'm a tarot reader. That's my handle. And if I want to be pretentious, I say oracular artist, um, which cool. I think is a little bit more accurate, but definitely more annoying for some um, to hear. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I mean, like, my thing is tarot. So it's like I made a tarot deck. I'm doing a tarot podcast that you're hearing right now if, if we decide to let this be the recording. Um, <laughs> and we're, I'm working on a lot of different tarot-based stuff, and I do tarot readings. Um, so that's my life. My life is tarot. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, we should, like, give each other readings. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is great. And your deck is, like, your deck is an oracle deck, right? Or is it a tarot deck? It's actually, like, sort of in between. Like, I call it a fortune-telling deck because yeah. it's actually based on this, like, old game called Gypsy Witch. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, That's, like, I can't pronounce it. It's, like, Liminarid. God, how do I pronounce that? It, it's the playing card along with the image, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, like... It's yeah, called Swanee. I should know this, but it's like old, kind of like presented more like a game and more like for kids, where it's like on the card, it tells you exactly what it means. And like depending on where it sits in the formation, it tells you what it means in relation to the things around it. No, totally. But it's I, not like very spiritual at all. Like it makes it more like. Like using a Ouija board that you bought at the at Target, you know, like it feels really it's like so work. And kind of like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you definitely. No. I mean, it's called Pizza Witch. You like clearly have a sense of humor and a reverence about it, which is awesome. But yeah, like that method is. Um, I'm I'm butchering the name because I've actually never heard anyone say it out loud, and I read all the time, though have dyslexia, so I can't remember exactly um, all the letters in a appropriate sequence to say it properly but it's called like liminarinida which is <laughs> something like that and then it's like um a basis of symbols and then associated to playing cards and to me it looks kind of like more like the french tarot um which is like playing cards so the, so like the tarot um it when it came to europe it had like, the original incarnations and, like, the closest thing we have to those OG decks are, like, the uh, Marseille deck? Or am I, I'm, like, fucking scrambled in the brain right now. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not announcing it. It's, like, the weather or something. It's like, the smog. It's the 5G <laughs> towers melting our brain cells. Um, it's fine. I mean, how many brain cells do you need? Um, anyway, I used to do... I used to pass my time by killing my brain cells like no biggie um so yeah so like so basically in France like in the same way that you see anything like fruit trees or language like 
things start to like fracture into different ways and like be reinvented. So the way that tarot is um, in like the French game, it, it's more like playing cards and like there's like images. <laughs> and um, <laughs> my my good friend's father, um, he was. I guess it's weird to say because I feel closer to him than that, but um, he's French and he was saying like the game is meant for cheaters. So, so you're like supposed to cheat when you're playing the game. Um, but yeah, if you look at like the French tarot decks, they, they look a little bit more like Le Monde or whatever. Um, totally. Yeah. That's so cool that you're, that, that it's a, a method of that. And then you've like reinvented yeah. it with different kinds of modern symbolism. Yeah, I liked how, like, easy it is to read, because, like, I've always really been into tarot, but I feel like there's, like, this huge learning curve where it's, like, how do you start? You know, like, it feels really intimidating, and it kind of feels like you have to be chosen, like, someone has to give you a deck, and, like, it sort of feels like this thing that needs to be, like, passed on or, like, bestowed upon you, which I was always, like, oh, God, like, I want to get into it, but I don't know like, where to start, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I liked that Gypsy, Gypsy Witch deck because it was, like, super easy. You play it like you play any card game, pretty much, where it's, like, here are the rules. It'll tell you exactly what to do. But, yeah. yeah totally, and it's, it's it's more like a friend, you know, instead of, like, um. yeah, I see what you mean. Um. So how did you... How, so you took those symbols and then you like reinvented them in your own way. Yeah. So, um, one of my friends had the deck in New York and we would play it. And like, it was really fun because it sort of like made us have these interesting conversations that we never would have had. Cause it's like, okay, like career, you know, love life, your future, your health, you know? And it's like pulling up all these topics that like really, I realized we never really like got to. Um, so, but like, they're really old timey. So it'd be like, uh, the church, mm-hmm. the wedding ring, you know, like it felt really like outdated. So it kind of like made us. Who gets idea. married or goes to church anymore? <laughs> right? Yeah. It felt like all the different like landmarks. I was like, oh, these don't really apply to any of us. But like, I, I, I mean, that's a little, like, I mean, it applies to some of us, sure. But <laughs> I do it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was basically just like kind of taking the breakdown of like, okay, so these kind of deal with these different parts of your life. And then I did sort of a breakdown of like traditional tarot and like any other decks I could find to make sure I had like all the different teams kind of represented in the right like capacity, you know, where it's like, okay, so maybe... Like in Pizza Witch, there are five different love cards, but they're all really different. But they're sort of all on that same theme, you know? Such as love. I mean... Yeah. There's so many different kinds <laughs> of love. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like, really curious about... Um, so, like... So, basically, like, okay, let's say one of the... Luminard or whatever the fuck, <laughs> however you say it, um, traditions would be, like, the symbol of, like, the pig. So what would you... Did you do, like, a reinterpretation of, like, the pig or, like, the thief? I'm trying to think what that would translate to. Um, I feel hmm. like the the pig, um, again, like you're saying, like, it's, like, it's kind of, like, a language where it's in the intonation and application that tells you the meaning not just the word itself so yeah. um like the pig can mean um abundance and like easy living um and wealth and prosperity good luck you know and it could also yeah. mean like uh uh disgrace and like um waste and like as someone who has a dirty character but it really has to do with like the placement gotcha well, yeah, but um, I guess yeah. the correlating card in Pizza, which would be like Scrooge McDuck, which is kind of like you know you're like swimming in like a sea of coins. It's oh of, like, my god! Funny, like you got mixed up yeah. in it. Oh, never. <laughs> so cool. I love this. I had no idea. <laughs> it's, 
it's funny, like, the cards don't really have the duality that, like, traditional tarot does, where if it's inverted, it kind of has this other meaning. Like, these are pretty, like, straightforward in that there's kind of only one definition, but super down for people to, like, interpret them any way they like. Like, if you see a card and you're like, actually, when I see this, I think of something entirely different, then I'm like, go with well, that. yeah, I, I mean, better. I, there, I feel like there is a double meaning in, like, the McDuckers, like, swimming in the coins. It's like, <laughs> abundance and bliss and abundance but it's also like being a weird stingy mi- miser you know totally, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay I'm really excited do you have any other um licensed characters that you could potentially get sued for because I'm now I'm worried about you <laughs> Ooh, yeah let me think I'm sure I do well I guess another one in there is like um Hernando's Hideaway which is this really amazing bar in this uh, musical called The Pajama Game. What? Like 50s. And it's, it has its own song. It's like my favorite fictional place in like any movie ever. And it's like this really cool bar everyone goes to when they don't want to see anyone they know. So it's sort of like you have to walk through this hall of candles and you have to know the password. But also somehow like everyone they know is always there. But... It's supposed to be yeah, a really cool, like, speakeasy. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I love that. Maybe it's, like, yeah. a library where, like, everyone has to be quiet and it's not a social space and you can, like, run into people, but you're not really supposed to talk, you know? Totally. That's definitely the vibe. It's more about, like, not wanting to interact with people and wanting to kind of, like, hide out. Is that the, is that like where the actual Is that the church? Room. Maybe. I feel like that one I kind of, like, threw in there. But it must have, like, the, some related card. I feel um, like, like, I mean, you were saying that you, like, you're like, get rid of the church. Yikes. But um, <laughs> also, the the church represents, um, to me, um, not only a place of, like, reverence, but, like, a, a space where all the people you normally see in your community or whatever are going to... Um, act a certain way and like adhere to like the laws of the house so also I think that like for churchgoers you know like like just imagine like a nice earnest midwestern christian protestant person like who just works their ass up all day and like um at on sunday they wake up bright and early like well gotta go to church and that's, like, their rock and roll, though. You know what I mean? They're, like, listening to this guy, like, jam out about, like, something, and they're getting all pumped. They're raising their hands in the air. They're, like, <laughs> shaking people's hands and, like, eating some stale donuts and, like, talking and, like, you know what I mean? Like, getting all, like, pumped and they get to sing their songs, you know? So, I know like, well. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's their, that's their fucking club, you know? So... It is, like, it's funny because you think of it as being, like, sort of stationary, especially if you're, like, turned off by church. But for a lot of people, that is, like, especially if they're very, very religious, like, that's their entertainment spot, you know? Like, that's their L7 concert, you know? For sure. <laughs> um, okay, so instead of, like, um, routinely drilling you about every card, maybe <laughs> would you be interested in just pulling some cards for me? I'm like, let's see. Let's see what comes up. Yeah. Yeah, let me grab my deck. How do you how do you like to do a reading? You were mentioning before like um like a, a bit of the bones of a um a spread where, where it's about health and wealth and like maybe romance. Like do you have a set spread that you that you use? Um, I really like to do just like pentagram spread, which my friend Ari Campy showed me. Um, never heard of it. Really? Okay, I kind of just use it for everything now. Like, I definitely have different spreads for different things and like to improvise. Uh-huh. Like, if it's a holiday or something, it's like, let's make one that seems like it fits today. That's but, so cool. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I never heard of this and I love learning new things and I'm just like really, really excited about everything that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just announcing that. So, <laughs> thank you. Um, so, hey, what are the positions on the pentagram spread? Okay, so the first one is, like, it's, like, the top of the star. And then you kind of, like, follow along. So then you go um, bottom right, okay. top left, 
top right, bottom left. So you like form a star. I and the way you lay it down is the same way that you would draw a five pointed star. So it's not in like a clockwise point orientation. It's like you're moving as if drawing a line. I love it. Um, exactly. Yeah. What do the positions mean? So. Should I, like, do one for you? Like, should I yeah. drop yeah, one for you? That's probably the best way to explain it, is just doing Yeah. All right. And I feel like this is, like, a mashup of different, like, um, tips and ideas from friends who read tarot and do different stuff. So I'm sure, like, I'm, like, taking different things from, like, so many different people that I know. Um, but the first, so the top of the star, your first card is, like, what's at the front of your mind? Like, I guess traditionally it can be like the problem or like the thing you're trying to tackle, but I kind of like the idea that it's just like this thing that's like floating around that you're really aware of. Yeah. Um, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. All right. So you got the Kraken, which is an intensifier. So this one just intensifies the next card. So I'm going to steal another one. Okay, so you're doing two cards in the same position. Two cards in the same, so that just means it's, like, extra intense. I am intense as fuck, like, (laughs) for sure. That's how I think. So you got vertigo with an intensifier on it, Mm -hmm. which is already a really intense card. Um, But it's sort of, like, standing at the top of a building and, like, seeing all the way down where you sort of, like, Everything is, like, way too intense, and you're, like, it's hard to look at it, but you kind of can see a long way in front of you. So it's kind of, like, about, like, evaluating what's going on around you, like, sort of, like, deciding if you're even in the right place at all. So it's kind of, like, an intense, like, self-evaluation, but in a, like, scary, jolting way, not in, like, a fun, like, I'm going to, like, take a bath and think about my life. It's kind of, like, in your face, like... Maybe not your decision to do it, but you're like, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, like, I'm not going to, I'll try not to interrupt you too much while as you go through the spread, but I will, I will tell you the relation to the cards at the end. Yeah, I feel like it's more interesting to know, like, how it relates to you. But oh, no, totally. I mean, like, I don't know, how, I'm, do you read for strangers very often? Yeah, I do. And... So there's this thing that happens sometimes when you're reading for strangers where someone, like, tries to stonewall you and they're all, like, tight-lipped, like a little asshole on their face, and they're just like, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then you're like, dude, like, it, it doesn't matter if you, like, are trying to test if I'm magical or not. Like, I don't care. Like, but at the end, they'll be like, wow, okay, that's all real. And you're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, that's not the most amazing part of a reading. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, I also feel like these cards feel, like, so lighthearted. So even if it's like, well, I don't know what that could be, it's like, it doesn't feel too, like, intimidating. It's like, I don't know, like, maybe you think about it a little bit and maybe it'll make sense and maybe it doesn't. And that's fine, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's cool also because the lighthearted or, like, the wacky symbolism speaks more to the subconscious and the abstract mind, which is, I think, how intuition works anyway, where um, sometimes you can't see a straight line from how things are connected, but if you go completely um, abstract, then you can start seeing things in different ways and thinking more creatively about circumstances. So that, like, I think is how, why tarot is helpful. You know, it helps you think abstractly about things that normally you might be blocked about. Yeah, I kind of like using it as a prompt, too, where I'm like, wasn't thinking about that, but now maybe I am. Fair. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So the next spot, so it's bottom right, is what's at the back of your mind. So it definitely is, like, present with this first topic, but, like, maybe a little, like, you're maybe a little less aware of it. (laughs) I'm just imagining that I am aware, and I'm just like, I can't even deal with you right now. Like, whatever. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I guess another way to think of it is, like, the problem or, like, what you think is the problem and then what's really the problem. Ooh, um, interesting. So, yeah. So you got table for one, which is a great card. It's, like, a table, there's a slice of pizza, there's a candle, a glass of wine. 
So if you're yeah. like, oh, God, table for one. <laughs> yeah. Like, it sounds depressing, but it's actually... That's depressing. About, like, That's fine. Knowing what you want. It's yeah. totally not depressed, Courtney. <laughs> fine. <laughs> you're living that table for one life. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> it. I'm about to... Come I'm on. about, like, probably more than one slice of pizza, if I'm going to be totally honest. <laughs> but... will like, keep them coming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's basically like making the time to do the things you want to do. Like, um, it's not really about not having people around because you do. It's just like making sure that like you're getting all the stuff you need and just kind of like it can be a little self-indulgent. Like, well, I'm going to take myself to the movies because I'm really excited about this thing or whatever, you know, feels good. So, yeah. Okay. okay. So we'll see how this plays out. But the next two are kind of factors in this whole dynamic. Yay. And the last card is, like, the outcome. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll just see how it all goes, and then we can, like, figure out how it might relate. Okay. Um, so next is a love card, the heart-shaped jacuzzi. What? Um <laughs> Wait, is it a love card position, or the card is a love card? The card is a love card. Um, it's red, which is really the only color that is, like, coded by theme. Um, but, yeah, I feel like they can be love cards. They don't have to be. But this one's kind of, like, total infatuation, um, which is kind of interesting in the context of, like, reevaluating things and like thinking like you know about your life and where you're at and having all these like deep like contemplative you know moments and then like making sure you have time for yourself so maybe it's like more on that level where it's like really being happy with like yourself and what's going on in your life and just like you know so it's like hanging out in a heart-shaped jacuzzi okay cute and then you're saying that there are five different um, love cards, and this is one of them. Yeah. What are, what are the other four? So this is kind of like the most advanced of all the love cards because it's sort of like, um, like completely full blown, like really into the situation. There's like the there's kind of like a new crush card, which is corny teenage poetry. Oh. Um, yeah, so that one's sort of, like, really exciting and new and almost, like, everything feels awkward. Like, you don't know what to say, like, that stage. Um, so cute. Yeah, and there's the Black Widow, which is kind of, like, feeling really confident. And, like, it could be maybe, like, asking someone out when usually you wouldn't. Um, so it's, like, feeling really good and powerful, basically. And then... Interesting like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, And then there's spring break, which is, like, just wanting something that's really fulfilling and really fun, but not necessarily, like, serious, long-term, forever thing. It's just, like, finding the right thing for the moment. Yeah. Um, isn't that five? <laughs> I guess I'm missing one. We got jacuzzi, love poetry, Black Widow, um, and spring break. So we're yeah. What's the other? Well, let me think. Um, is it a wedding ring? Is it a locket? Is it a teddy bear from the fair? Oh my god! I wish that's such a good one, though. Thank you. I kind of like guessing, even though it's not really <laughs> helping. <laughs> no, I love it. Is it one of those daisies that people rip the petals out of and do like love me not love me? No, but I do love that. I'm like, why isn't that in here? Oh my god, yeah, it'll come to me. But that's so funny. I feel like I'm. I look at literally look at tarot cards all day, every day. Um, and, <laughs> and like yesterday, I did a little um, four card reading for myself, and I got Ace of Cups, um, Ace of Coins. Ace of Swords and the High Priestess. And I was like, wow, that's intense. And I'm like, 
well, I'm missing one of the aces. And I was like, what is the other ace? And I literally could not <laughs> even think of it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? You know what I mean? Sometimes your mind just draws a blank for some reason, even though you yeah. definitely know that information. Um, well, actually, I found it. Oh. Um, lusty lady, which is oh. about someone, like, having a crush on you. So. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, well, it makes sense I didn't pull that one. Um, and then also, Lucky Lady was like the um, the strip club that was yeah. was that the inspiration? Definitely, that's so cool. I mean, one of my um, first interviews I did was with um, Jessie Susanna, the Money Witch, and she was talking about cool. the Lucky Lady. Um, cool. That's so, awesome. um, okay, so. Jacuzzi is just like feeling completely enmeshed in the um in the experience love and not just like I see what you're saying now when I like when you're reading the other uh love cards and like that makes more sense. Okay. Cool. Yeah. This um, one is like elevated in a way though. Like it's almost like just totally getting into that like super like corny romantic vibe and being like, I'm really into this right now, you know? Right. I, there's like, you, there's no way for anyone to know this, but I feel like every time you start talking about the jacuzzi card and making a face like a baby sucking on a lemon, I'm just like, what the fuck? Why am I way more comfortable with the vertigo card? I'm like, hmm, vertigo. <laughs> yeah, looking down, still dizzy. Okay. Like, no, I'm like, where is this going, this jacuzzi thing? <laughs> well, I mean, it could be like, you want to hang out in the jacuzzi. Like, it can be about you, because that's seems like it's more like introspective this whole thing so i haven't been in a jacuzzi in a long time courtney <laughs> no what about so. like a hot spring mm, last time i was literally in a hot spring was i think in um new mexico and it was really cool but that was like a good place to do that years ago that was cool um well, anyway, I'm getting uncomfortable with this whole love situation, so let's keep going. <laughs> All right, next card. Uh-oh. My love card. Um, it's the lucky card. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> putting you on blast. No, but this is, like, not about, like, you being in that zone. It's, like, people seeking you out. And I feel like this can definitely be, like, related to, like, other things. Like, it could be about, like, work. Like, it can be people who are, like, even, like, friends and connections. It's, like, people who are, like, I have my eye on you. Like, I'm interested in hanging out with you. So. Okay. I'm I'm okay with people being in love with me as work. Um, that's fine. <laughs> sure. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, like, being sought after, basically, which is a great, great place good, to be. Good for work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I'm such a busy businesswoman. That's all I care about. Are you trying to bring my humanity back? I reject that. <laughs> um, okay, cool, good. As long as we're on the level. Um, so, so is that the entire spread, or is there another? There's one more, which is the outcome. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is so weird. This card keeps happening in this position recently, but it's the poison dart. Um, which looks really scary, but really it's kind of about, like, a drop of poison that's usually, like, a thought that you come up with that you're, like, that you can kind of, like, fixate on. Like, usually it's, like, self-doubt where you're, like, oh, God, maybe I'm not good enough, you know? But it's, like, a thought that if you keep giving it too much power, it can, like, take over and become, like, more real. Okay, so maybe it's also, like, maybe I should stop cringing when somebody's talking about, (laughs) maybe I should just knock it off. Okay. It's not jacuzzi. (laughs) I'll think about it, Um, but you've got, okay, great reading, because you definitely, definitely rocked me, like, (laughs) I can embrace my demons now. Um, Thank you, I really, I, I love it. Yeah, um, I'll send you a pic of it so you can see what it looks like. Okay, cool. Um, I'll post the pic to my Instagram. Um, cool. So, okay, I feel like it's only fair that I read you now. 
So are yeah. you down? Are you down for the sickness? Yeah. I'm scared now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, now she's mad at me. She's going to, like, give me the smack down. All right, no, I'm I'm a I'm a fairly gentle reader for the most part. Um, let's let's check it out. Um, I nervously started throwing cards around when you're giving me a reading, which is saying you're doing a great job. So I have to reorganize <laughs> them now. All right, so I'm going to use the Strange Daisy deck, which um is the one that I've recently put out. How many cards are in the Pizza Witch deck? Uh, good question. <laughs> Let me see. I'm like, why don't I know anything today? <laughs> it's okay. My brain I swear to God, like, I, I was getting reports of that all yesterday, too. And I'm like, maybe there's, like, literally, like, demented air air quality today in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, everyone's looking at me like, I'm happy to see you, but I don't know who you are. Like, <laughs> we're, like, getting Kim trailed or something out here. I don't know. Um, I believe it. No, I don't. I, again, I don't care as much as you'd think if that were true. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um, so is there, do you think there's less than 78? Uh, yes. 45. Cool. That's a good number. How do um, you get up? <laughs> so are there, um, so you have five love cards. Um, are there other like suits in the Pizza Witch? Not really. I tried to, like, corral them by theme, but I feel like most of them just feel so general and can apply to, like, anything. So those are the only ones that really felt, like, cohesive. But even those can kind of, like, stray into other categories. So, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, were there, why is it, what gave you the name Pizza Witch? Um, I just really love pizza and, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think maybe one of my friends named it. Like, we were trying to, like, each come up with, like, what our deck would be. And I was like, well, mine would probably be Pizza Witch. So I just stuck with it. That's so cute. It's fun. Like, you know, I used to have all these friends that I, I lived in this big house. And there was a bunch of boys that lived there, or men, I guess. And we would, uh, we would all just, like, chain smoke on the porch all day. And I was, like, the only girl in the club. And one day we were, like, drinking on the porch, like, all day. We were total shit bags but um we were like what if we were the spice boys and we all <laughs> came up with spice names um <laughs> and it was like old spice like i don't know the only one i remember is like old spice and that i was paprika spice um yes. so it's like yeah i feel like deciding what your witch name is is kind of like that like which spice girl are you you know um yeah I do feel like maybe it helps to have someone else come up with it because it's like, of course, like all my friends have way more like clarity of like, you know, who I am. Like they can describe me way better than I can. So I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. And then it's like also, which is like the sort of archetypal tongue in cheek thing that we kind of use now. And it it's just, just a generalization, you know, and then, yeah. A lot of, like, what your witch handle is, or if you decide to do that, is basically specifying, like, what your what your little difference is, but how it, again, like, relates to what you're doing for the collective, you know, and, like, what you can offer. For sure. And offering a slice of pizza is probably one of the best types of witchcrafts that I can imagine. <laughs> Have you heard of this term, kitchen witch? It's not, yeah. like, yeah, so it's, like, someone who is, like basically a really good cook um and creates like spells and like their food and like that kind of thing totally. I love that. i'm definitely not one of those i like <laughs> not cook more of a delivery like me. yeah <laughs> totally um what's your kind of, your favorite kind of pizza and you can you if you can't think of one you could say multiple well like toppings yeah or whatever i mean like you could I also mean, say like I like a deep dish that, like, has the, you know, tomato sauce on the top or whatever. Like, you can, whatever, you know. I'm not that crazy. That's I mean, a good pizza. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was just in Chicago, and I, like, almost got pizzaed out. Like, had so much pizza that I'm, like, like, I'm still eating it, but I was, like, I need to, like, pump the brakes for a bit. 
hilarious. Do you like, um, okay, can you, can the pizza witch finally give us closure to the age old debate, Chicago style or New York pizza? What's New your York, pattern? hands down. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess Chicago style is more like a lasagna or something. Yeah, it's like it, something else entirely. Yeah. Casserole. And you also just can't eat that every day. Like, it's like every year. Brian stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, live your life, but I cannot. Not for very long, but I will. <laughs> um, yeah, why do, what do you like on a pizza, though? What, just if we're just going to toppings. I feel like olives, mushrooms, extra cheese, probably like pepperonis, okay, sausage. I don't know. Yeah, I like the classic kind of like combination. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, also, how do you feel about this anti-pineapple and pizza propaganda? You know, I have been very anti-pineapple, but recently I'm like. It's not so bad. I fucking so. love it. And you know what also <laughs> is good? Like jalapeno, pineapple, on pizza. I know. My palate is very unrefined, so. Um, okay. So refined is not the right word for enjoying that. <laughs> I just eat like a kid. Like, you know. But no, I definitely am seeing the appeal. I'm like, yeah. I've been hating on it for a long time, but I think I'm giving in. Embrace, embrace the pineapple. Pineapple yeah. is so fucking good, and I love it. And I love it on pizza with Canadian bacon. How is it Canadian bacon on Hawaiian pizza? Like, get your story straight, you know? Yeah, like <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I love it. That's like one of my favorite slices. And then I'm, I'm like you, like I like um the classic like. Sausage, linguisa, pepperoni. Um, you know, I, I like bell pepper and onions and olives and mushrooms. That like that classic kind of thing is is good. Sometimes yeah, same. We could totally share a pizza. Oh my fucking god, girl! We should we should share <laughs> a fucking pizza. Oh, okay, this is it makes sense. Seems like I'm way too excited about eating a pizza with you, but I think this could be like <laughs> it has some potential for some cool stuff happening. I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I pulled your cards and I did it in the method that you were talking about, but um, as I'm doing it, maybe you can help remind me what the positions are. Sure. Uh, so um, the first card is um the Hermit inverted. Um. So that is what you were saying, the forefront of your mind? Mm-hmm, exactly. And then I'm putting an extra card on top of it. Usually when I see the hermit inverted, it's like somebody's like kind of taking a step back and like to be themselves and have space, but they like it that way. And even if they want to start opening up, they don't really know how. <laughs> so that's kind of what you were saying, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you, I think, might have been insinuating also about me and my one slice of pizza and the little glass of wine, table for one. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of yeah. like a hermit. Um, and then above that, I pulled an extra card, which was Six of Wands. And the way that I drew it in the Strange Daisy is uh, um, it's like a bunch of little candles, and um, they're in a hot air balloon. Um, which looks very cute. Yeah, it sounds cute. Um, I don't know why I said six of wands because it's actually eight of wands. Um, so, <laughs> so eight of wands is usually um, like four. If you're doing like a rider weight crossover, it would be four, uh, eight wands sort of in a sky and you can't really see where they're rooted and they're up in the air. And um, they have, they're all equally spaced. And eight is the number of strengths. And um, wands is about fire and energy. So um, how strength is um, brought into a space of fire and energy to me is saying that um, because the strength card has the infinity symbol above her head, like the magician, it's about presence and and consistency. So right now, um, the forefront of your mind is like, how can I work in a way 
that maybe is a little uncomfortable, but if I keep hitting the marks, I'm going to build a rhythm and I'm going to be able to, um, to be good or like get something done or like achieve a certain stasis, uh, as far as work ethic or whatever. Um, if I am consistent and keep doing this, but it does take a little energy and that matched with the Herman inverted is like part of, um, part of you finding the rhythm of this is like having to go inward and kind of focus in a way where you're not totally distracted by everyone else's influence and maybe just trying to figure out how you do that best instead of like how your mom does it or like some podcast person or whatever. Like you're just looking inward to find that inner inner rhythm. Um, And then like, let's move down to the bottom left point of the star. And then we have the 10 of swords inverted. So um, to me, like every time I see 10 of swords inverted, it just shows me that someone's completely done with the bullshit of like a past chapter of their life. They're like, this is fucked. No, like I'm putting the stop on it. Get the fuck out of here. Like, no. So um, to me, like the connection, like, like a lot of the focus that you're, you're finding now and like that feeling of centered and like being feeling very, uh, being feeling whatever, um, feeling very somber has a lot to do with, um, wanting to end a certain chapter and being like, I'm completely done with that. So I have to really take everything seriously and find out how I can do my best and be strong and consistent. Um, so, um, that's the bottom left corner is the back of your mind, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then um, we go, drawing the star, we move up to the, um, I guess, northeast corner of the star. Um, the And it's the hanged man. So, and that was the position of um, other influences? Yeah. Okay, so um, basically it's saying that... Um, you're feeling like, I think that like, instead of telling you what you're feeling, I'm just going to give you a little advice, which I almost never do. Uh, <laughs> I think it's more helpful yeah. to just tell someone where they're at. I think that maybe like reconsider um, the types of uh, influences you're taking in, you know, like, so maybe it's hard to have hope and faith that you can pull through if you're seeing examples of stagnation around you. Um, which is not a judgment or criticism on you or anything else. But um, it's saying that right now there's a lot of, like, holding energy possibly around something that you're trying to accomplish. Um, Yeah. And maybe this is why I'm reading in between the lines and offering a little nugget of advice, which would be look for role models. Even though I just said that you're very, like, insular right now, look for examples of people who have been able to bring in the kind of transformation or energy or shift that you're, you're trying to do. So when you're like hearing stories, even if it's like a completely different personality, uh, focus, whatever, like there's like, when you start to like listen to the stories or even if they're like Joseph Campbell hero with a a thousand faces where it's sort of not about any particular person, like this will, this meditation will help make you feel, um, more positive influence, less stuck influence. Cause I think that'll put a little seed of doubt in your heart. If you just look at like, I'm trying to do all this stuff. I'm trying to get the hell out of Dodge and I'm trying to make it, but no one ever leaves Dodge. Like, <laughs> what I mean, look at this whole yeah. town. Like, um, so yeah, just like looking for that little like crack of light in the dark instead of, um, yeah. yeah so that's just something I'm going to say. And then, um, I guess we go from, from right to left and making the star, right? And then that's the other influence. Right, yeah. Um, and right now I have the wild card, which is just an eye with a heart in it, and then it's, like, radiating these, like, uh, rays. And um, to me it's saying that there's also a lot of things that you love around you, and there's a lot of things that are, like, kind of blowing your mind. Um, and um, there's a lot of people that are receiving you really well. So that's good. And I guess that's interesting because that's kind of what I was saying as the advice, but it's like already kind of here in a way. So, um, 
it's possible that there's a relationship of the two, like the stagnant um, influences and then the inspired influences, which I guess sounds profound when I say it initially, but then I like sometimes I'll say something in a reading and I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, dumb ass, that's like so obvious. Like, of course, like, but <laughs> you're really finding your line between the inspired and the uninspired, like the things that are um, decreasing life force and improving life force, you know? Um, yeah. As Marie Kondo would say, <laughs> does this spark joy? Um, <laughs> and then we go to the bottom, the bottom, um, I guess, right foot of the star. Are you ready for this? I don't know. Am I? Should I be scared? This is the outcome? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have some bad news for you. Uh-oh. It's true love. <laughs> we got two huh. of cups. So two of cups is like two hearts coming together, like just feeling seen and embraced and embracing and seeing and having an emotional connection that's true and pure and that's good it's good so interesting um we start at the hermit inverted in the forefront of your mind like i have to focus i have to do things appropriately and properly and i have to like move from this space in my life to the next and then you're moving towards love did we give each other the same reading just now are we falling in love what's What's even happening? <laughs> this misconnection. I feel like no, it's kind of the same like reading, so though, you know? On. I don't know. This feels, like, very personalized because it's, like, I don't know. It's funny. It's, like, exactly kind of these things that are on my mind. I'm, like, oh, yeah, that's that situation. This is this situation. Like, I've definitely been kind of trying to, like, I mean, definitely feeling like the hermit, but then also trying to, like, engage in a useful way and like make sure that I'm like making time for things that are important but feeling that struggle of like you can't like reject everything because it doesn't perfectly fit the plan you know like I don't know interesting yeah I think that um that makes sense to me in theory (laughs) but I (laughs) I can't really and just being like I just want to do my plan like um But, yeah, it's saying that, like, um, I guess, like, you're moving. Also, another thing I'm seeing in this this star is, like, moving from a lot of harshness and, like, broken, jagged edges and, like, moving up to being, like, I need to get away from the shit. I need to focus. And then, like, finding yourself at that top point right in between these two extremes, almost like a a pole, you know, like, on on Mm -hmm. one extreme and the other. And then... um, ending up in this space where it's like very soft um and almost like physically I'm feeling like a difference between like starting like kind of like curling into yourself and like trying to protect yourself and then like eventually being able to unfold and blossom again because there's like oh it's okay I want to be here I want to expand you know yeah ready to super bloom (laughs) yeah that sounds really great actually um, so tell me, I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to just know more of your cards. So <laughs> what, what are, what are your favorite cards in this deck? Um, I feel like, my uh, what were like the cards? first ones that you started? Sorry, I cut you off to ask you another question. No, I don't even remember which ones, like, came first. I know some were definitely easier than others, and there were a few that were sort of, like, it took a while. And I definitely edited the deck for a while. Um, Like, I would kind of try using them, and then if there was a card that I, like, always hated, then I was like, okay, maybe, like, I should revise. So definitely, like, from, like, the OG deck, like, some cards are gone now, and there are some new ones that make it feel like, it works better, I think. What cards didn't make the cut? Oh, my God. I'm I'm only thinking of one that's, like, so awful. I, like, can't even. Okay. I just, like, hated it so much. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of <laughs> if there were any others. 
Um, like the poison dart is kind of new. Okay. Um, just because it felt like it needed to be there. Um, uh, what else? I feel like binary stars somewhat new, which is kind of like um, this like attraction. It's not romantic at all. It's like usually about like someone who could be like like a really exciting new like friend or like creative partner somewhere where you're like, yes, like you both like gravitate to each other and feel like kind of like this really fun, like energy around like hanging out. So that That's one's so really fun. I like yeah. That. Yeah. But I think my favorite card to get is the slam dunk. Cause it's like, like a tangible goal that you like can finally like check off and be like, I did that thing that I've been dying to do, even if it's just like setting a thing in motion that you've been wanting to do for a long time. But I feel like it's nice like to be reminded to like notice when you check the box and you're like, I did the thing because like it never feels important in the moment, you know? Yeah. So I feel like whenever I get that one, I'm like, oh yeah, I should like find something to celebrate because like Otherwise, it feels like nothing's happening all the time unless you really, like, pay attention and you're like, yeah, I could, like, be excited about this one thing. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's a, that is an exciting card, of course. Um, that's like the, the Ten of Coins or something. It's like, you won, you know? Yeah, totally. Love that. Um, so I, I still want to know what the card is that you hate and you executed. <laughs> Okay, it's um, it's the smell your dick card. What? Because of that that like song that was really catchy and like <laughs> amazing. I like about barely that. heard what you said just now, <laughs> but I'm like so confused. Smell your dick. Yeah. Smell your dick. <laughs> yes. Okay, I, I totally see so why you hate that. <laughs> Me too. I know, but it, it's because it was like based on the song that's like amazing it was like this music video of this girl who like thought her boyfriend was cheating on her so she was like i'm gonna smell your dick and it was like okay <laughs> but it basically turned into like the poison dart because it's basically about like being paranoid or like feeling like your friends don't have your back or like you know like that sort of like an idea that you fixate on okay but... so that's what card a pulled but the thing is, when it was that, it was, like, it made it feel like it was about, like, relationships and cheating, which it, like, that's not what the card is about at all. But I just, like, I'm, like, kind of glad you don't remember this song because it will be stuck in your head forever if you listen to it. What um, a nightmare. But, yeah, uh, I had friends, like, throw it away. They're like, I can't deal with this card. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least yeah. you don't get it tattooed you know, on your arm. <laughs> yeah it's bad but it's gone now so that is so fucked up I hate it I'm glad that you <laughs> um, I know <laughs> they went through some interesting evolutions <laughs> but okay is there any other ones that you um, deleted and replaced with a better version uh, I think it was mostly like I kind of reworked the intensifier a little because I think it's cool to have like a wild card in there where it's like no you're like really feeling this thing makes it you know because sometimes like the card on its own doesn't exactly do it so yeah and I guess I like it was sorry go on no no you, you go on yeah, I think other than that it was more like adding things where it felt like there was a gap or, like, coming to a point and being, like, there's not even a card to say this, so we should probably add something. So, yeah. That's cool. Um, I was just going to say I didn't really, like, um, completely check in about, like, how I related to the vertigo and the intensifier in the forefront of my mind. But I've, I feel yeah. like I'm, like, working on so many projects right now, and it is, like, a little bit dizzying, and I'm trying to be, like, fine like you're kind of dizzy like just keep going and um I'm like in a life chapter that I keep calling the carousel where there's like certain little stops that I like physically and mentally keep 
dropping in on and working in like this rotation. And it is like, I can't get off the ride until I finish all the things. And it it does feel deeply intense. It's like, no, do all those things. Go round and round and round. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that was, like, scary but useful. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, it's intense. I mean, like, that also sounds like some monologue in, like, a cheesy horror movie, for sure. Like, I'm on the carousel. I must do the thing. (laughs) But that's how my brain works right now. So, whatever. I'm into it. I guess I'm going to graduate to smell your dick pretty soon, so. My God, I can't (laughs) believe I told you that. I'm like, no, I'm so glad I knew it. It, like, never worked, like, from day one. I was like, this has got to go. Well, okay, what, I mean, the initial, we know why, we're we're like, no, this isn't going to work, but the initial thing that you were, like, inspired by was maybe more than the catchiness of the song, like, maybe being, like, like, her in that song creating that shit is, like, weird and invasive and, like, kind of, like, her own fixation and, like, she's in a state of strange paranoia that's, like, kind of creating a situation that doesn't need to be there. Exactly. Um, And, like, even following it to the point where she's like, I'm going to smell your dick right now. (laughs) So it's just like, okay. Yeah. Um, Wow. Poison dart is way better. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's interesting. I mean, like, there's there's a lot of brutality in life and, like, drawing cards sometimes metaphor is like a gentler way of addressing that um, because there's a little bit of um, there's a little bit of uh, separation from like the literal experience and then the metaphorical experience. So sometimes the metaphorical experience can be very brutal. Like you could say like this line is going to bite your head off if you don't find how to be patient and gentle. And, um, she doesn't really make sense because it's like you're not literally being attacked by a lion, but, and it's, yeah, it, it makes sense. But I think, yeah, you're right. It's a little too grotesque, <laughs> which, yeah, which is because I don't like hearing it, <laughs> but also I do like that you initially put it in because I feel like there should be as many decks and ways of expression as like infinitely possible because that's like the beauty of life is like creation is just so infinite, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it also is so much more than, like, sex and cheating and relationships. Like, I just, I don't even think, like, I never even think of this card like that anymore. But I feel like just framing it that way made it seem like it was about this really specific thing. So Yeah, I mean, you can't just, like, Yoda everyone that sits down with you and be like, well, this actually means that (laughs) you need to blah, blah. You know, like, most people, most, most people if I could speak as an authority on most people, (laughs) um, (laughs) usually when I give a reading to someone who's not familiar with Carol, it's their first reading. I've given so many readings. um, And I'm like, most people don't think in like weird esoteric, like woke backward term, not to say they're stupid, but it's just like, usually people aren't thinking about that shit. Like people are like, I want to figure out how to feed my family, how to spend time with those I love, how to go to work, like how to like make my life enjoyable you know um I mean that's there's nothing wrong with that but I feel like a lot of times people sit down and when they ask if their boyfriend's cheating I'm like how can I even unpack all the things wrong with what you just asked me a stranger with a deck of cards like if you think he's cheating maybe he is what are you going to do about it like you know what I mean like I don't (laughs) usually I usually don't say that out loud to someone sometimes I do but um I don't know, it's a weird circumstance because it's also, like, what brings a cheater, someone who's being cheated on in a relationship with someone where they're afraid to talk to them about their feelings, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, like, there have been times, this is one of the reasons why I don't do couple readings anymore, because most of the time, it was, like, some lady dragging their dead-eyed boyfriend or whatever, or husband, (laughs) by the ear and being like, "Mm, let's do cards. And then, then, like, I would pull, like, three of swords, like, almost every time. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's cheating on her. And I just, like, look at him and have him pull a card, like, haphazardly. He's like, okay. And then she'd be, like, all nervous and tense and being like, mm-hmm, what do you see? And I'm like, girl, like, whatever you think is happening could be happening. What are you going to do about it? Like, you're in 
charge of your life. Like this person doesn't get to like take all of your energy and focus just because they theoretically could be doing A, B, or C. Because even if they were, like, how does that really actually affect you? You know, like, what are you doing? What are you doing with your own experience? Like, but that's like such a heavy download to put for like some regular people couple that's like, is he or isn't he? You know, it's so yeah. intense. Yeah, it feels so personal, too. Like, it feels funny to, like, try to make someone be interested in what the cards are telling you if they're not. You know? It's like... I know. That's why... It's like a weird way to go about it. No, completely. And that's a cool thing about the Pizza Witch Tarot or um, Oracle deck is, like, um, it's just, like, fun terms that people don't have to be, like, oh, what is a hermit? Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like reinventing them I don't know why I use that dumbass term because uh, voice because I like I'm like obsessed <laughs> with that stuff and I'm like all about it but like I think that it there is like some humor that makes it accessible and people don't have to think uh as you know differently as they don't want to and also I think the most successful readings I've done with people are the the ones where I'm like what does this person actually need to hear and how, how do they need to hear it? And like, what's the easiest way to lay it down? Like that is like real quick thinking, but it's like the best way for someone to receive information and, um, over flooding people with information is like the number one way for somebody to be like shutting down mentally. Like, I don't even know where to start with this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think traditional tarot can feel really like, somber too like I know sometimes like I know a lot of people who are kind of like scared of getting their cards read so like I don't know what it's going to tell me but it like feels like it's going to be really intense and I like have to be in like the right headset and I have time to like process it you know no totally I mean a lot of people are afraid of tarot like I get a little nervous every time someone pulls my cards because it's like your shadow side could be revealed and like things that you're not aware of, which is like what you want out of a reading. But it's scary when you feel that illumination coming. And also you don't want it to be like something like you're an idiot. What are you thinking? This card says you're an idiot. Like, what are you doing? You're a bad person. Look, it's in the cards. Like that doesn't even really make sense. Like life choices. Yeah. I definitely have. And I got to say, like, <laughs> I regret nothing because I've learned a lot. And I guess a lot of people get to take the escalator because of my mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you for coming on. And I hope that we can have a pizza date someday. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's do this IRL. Hi. Okay. Um, will you pull one more Pizza Witch card for the listener who's made it to the end of the episode? Hell yeah. Oh my god, it's the slam dunk. <laughs> Tight. You made it through the episode. You made it through the episode. <laughs> Bonus. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much. Um Yeah, thank you. Bye, Courtney. Bye.